That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I've been thinking deep and hard about uh, like, did we all die with a big uh, comet hit the earth? Like what astral plane are we living on, Brooke? Oh, like I that may have happened? Yeah. And like, we might all just be dead. And like, this is our afterlife or I don't know, man, my, my brain's going real deep lately. Yeah, it sounds like it. You know, it's that third wave phenomenon. <laughs> the third it is. I, wave. I think um, I think I'm having more of like a I don't feel like I belong on this planet. Like mm. how how is it that me and my inner circle seem to be the only people who are scared of and respect that there's a pandemic going on? Hey, I think I and walked I- into the wrong podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, th- I was uh, I was I was told this was a waiter podcast, a server podcast. I think this is some some sort of uh, Drew. This, this is, is top like of show. NPR. Where we have, this is just the top of show where we kind of go off topic <laughs> no. and we roll it What's back. I know, and that? that really is our bad for doing that. But you're right. Maybe we I, should just no, get to it. I love it. It reminded me of that. It's like late night NPR show. What? Are you, J- Maury. Oh, coast yes. to coast. Coast yeah, to coast, that's what baby. I felt like I was a part of. It felt really cool. I was like. Really about to dig deep into some uh, like oh, alien yeah. and then and then we're gonna start and... talking about Bigfoots ASAP. So don't uh, worry. Okay, <laughs> I could go there for sure because I'm. We've a got you covered. No, no, no. You didn't. I guess you didn't see that part of the document at the top where we uh, explore existential dread and then get into talking okay. about yeah, waiting see, tables. Now it was cut off. It was cut off. That's perfect. our bad. That's perfect. our no, bad. No, no, Usually it's, it's just a bunch of crying and then yeah. like shruggy emojis. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. We just assume you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your other host, Brooke Van Poplin. And joining us today, we're very excited. We're, we're becoming friends in real time on the podcast for everybody. You all know him from his uh, fantastic oh. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter videos. He's everywhere on the internet. His name is Drew Talbert, everybody. Welcome. Ah, thank you. I can almost hear the cheering. Yeah. <laughs> we used to cheer, but then we would talk over each other. But just know it's happening. <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. <laughs> From coast to coast. Coast to coast. Yes. So 
you know, we're just letting you like we do this part of the show. It's a little pre-shift meeting, as we call it. Mm -hmm. And we just have, you know, we got to tick off the boxes real quick. So just want to remind our listeners, please get over onto our Patreon. Uh, We saw a bunch more of you just joined new goodies coming your way. And Andrea, do you want to go back and forth this time? Thank you. Oh, my God. I'd love to go. I'd okay. love to ping pong our Patreoners, if okay. you will. Okay, we're thinking on air <laughs> right now, the new Patreon members. So I'll start with, hey, hey, Carrie Morrison. Thanks for joining. We see you. Awesome. Hi, Carrie. Uh, Jasmine Lauks. Thank you Lauchs. for joining. Thank you. Uh, our girl, Lyriel Jane Doe. Thank you so much for joining. We love you. Hey, Stanley. Grodek. 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 Yeah. Stanley Grodek. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Thank you, Stanley, for joining. Very good. Kevin Wallace. Another Wallace has joined the clan. Let's get all the Wallaces to join the Patreon. I would love that more than anything. (laughs) Uh, Diego Galveo. Thank you for joining. Hey, what's up, Cara Lorraine? Cara Lorraine? Are you a Cara or a Cara? What kind of a C word are you? <laughs> uh, Sonnet Stockmar, great name. Thank great you for name. joining. Jenna Fink, what's up, girl? We see you in the Patreon. Awesome. Andrea Allen, could be an Andrea, could be an Andrea. I'm going to say Andrea like me. Thanks, Andrea. Oh, and I have to kind of mention these next two. Elise Hughes. I, I coming all the way from Brooklyn. We bumped into each other uh, just by chance in Iceland. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. That is crazy. I, I remember s- that. Iceland's the new Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> anyways, and I have to shout out. I was like, Robin Parkinson. I was like, Sean, that's your last name. And he goes, yeah, my mom donated to your Patreon. So, Aww, so that's th- great. I know. I, I guarantee she doesn't listen, but just did the nice mom thing where she's like, how can I support my son's girlfriend nice which is so nice. sweet and lastly we want to shout out uh shout out mark nesbitt uh sort of sounds like one of the monkeys members but not mark mm. nesbitt thank you for joining the <laughs> patreon um and yeah thanks kevin bell who joined a week or so ago he uh, is updating us that you know he appreciated the shout out while they're going into quarantine 2.0 in the UK. Uh, Brendan Wallace upgraded to floor captain after we shouted him out, so that's great, huh? You guys, we say your name, you you upgrade yourself in the Patreon. That's pretty fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, he swears he said it because he swears it was good luck, and uh, he was on his way to an interview, and he nailed it, mm. guys. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, Drew, are you doing a Patreon for yourself? I, I'm I'm getting inspired as we speak. I'm, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll walk you through it. We'll Maybe walk I'll just you throw it. out my Venmo every five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> After I answer every question. For the work you're doing, for the work you're doing, truly, you do. Yeah, just for- pop up that Venmo for sure on every video. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks again. Um, remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Uh, we love you. All right. We got all that dirty corporate pre-shift meeting stuff out of the way. Um, but this was pretty funny. This was in response to last week's You didn't week's even episode. notice that my apron was... Not oh spec. yeah, it was a yeah, yeah. We didn't. We don't really do a uniform trek because we're just asking for money. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair um, enough, fair but enough. this is 
This is uh, the very conversational part of it. Don't worry that the 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 ugh, yuck got to do. We're getting so corporate with this podcast. Um, but we got a response last week um, to last week's episode. Uh, basically, this uh, listener wrote in. She said, I always listen to this podcast while I'm cleaning. And as I'm cleaning, I heard that Andrea used to have money hidden around the house after serving. And this is my entire life. When I was moving, when I was moving out of my old house with my roommate, I found $1,500 in a coffee cup on the Whoa. floor of my closet. Wow. That's a nice Thanks, cool. Hammer. Yep. Oh, that's a true <sighs> Andrea moment for sure. When you're I mean, a server and a squirrel? Yes. Yeah. I just think when you when you, when you have tons of cash and you're sort of absent-minded and mm. or don't like or aren't diligent about being like squirrel the money away put it away in the bank like you're just kind of like oh there it is whatever you know or you're like my people you just don't trust banks yeah <laughs> yeah for sure I'm from Tennessee folks I I know I was I was gonna ask what part of the Bible Belt y'all from <laughs> Let's let's talk about you. So you born and raised in Tennessee, and uh, is that where you got your serving start? Because I noticed there's oh. a lot of nods to Southern tables in some of your videos. Yeah, I did. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, is where I grew up, and I got a job as a busser in high school, like on a summer job, and that was my Beautiful. first foray into it. And I, I was a, a Blimpy's uh, sandwich maker you know blimpies is, <laughs> nice yeah. i, I love a blimpies yeah i love a yeah, blimpies have the meat yeah to order there that was the that's what oh, distinguished yeah. them from subway anyway and then would i you ever um, get, i was yeah. gonna say would you ever get people stand at the court like standing at the counter just like thicker I want that meat thicker. Yeah, come on, you yeah. can extend that cut. No, what yeah. we did do it, here's the here's the true story about my experience with Blimpies. I'm in high school and I was a uh, church kid, and I only say that to to let you know that I was super like buttoned down. I didn't do anything naughty or bad. I was very like very like that, and I happened to be. Uh, I got this job with these guys who basically were dealing um, weed out of the back of the restaurant nice. and it put me in a, like a really stressful situation, but it was really funny. There was this scrolling marquee behind us that would advertise the daily special or something. And whenever the boss left and he was always gone, it was like a franchise <laughs> owner. He only owned this one. He was just always gone. He was actually one of their best customers. He would go in the bathroom and smoke up and then like just drive around and avoid his family all day. <laughs> and whenever they would leave, he'd leave. This is, by the way, this is like, I'm older. So, so I don't know how old your listeners are, but um, the band uh, Fish was popular. Yeah, <laughs> and, they're uh, still popular in, in lots of circles. <laughs> okay, so. great. So they were huge fish heads. And like, whenever he would, he wasn't there, they would just like shut down early to go drive to see a show, whatever. We would just close the restaurant early. But on the scrolling marquee, they would let their friends and custom customers, quote unquote, yes. come in and it would say, please ask for oregano oh. whenever they had stuff. And then they'd go in the back and use like the restaurant uh, scales and stuff and weigh this stuff out. I would like be making a sandwich and look a to my right move. and see them like part part uh, portioning <laughs> stuff out. I but, can see you like they're like slicing brick weed on the meat slicer. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. So that was blippy. And, uh, and then later I went back and got a, a waiter, a server job at the same place I started as a busser. It's called O Charlie's. It's like a South, Oh Charlie. Southeastern. God chain, damn. I, I love that. I just love the people who are like, 
like the entrepreneurial spirit of like, hey, listen, let's maximize our our day job yeah. by using. I mean, basically, all the equipment we have here at this <laughs> right. Blimpies is everything we need yeah. to and run. They know an where to find us? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, weed they, empire. <laughs> I know. I I can't like everyone's like, what's a purple nurple sub? I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. and I'm sure they played like their jam band music as much as they could at oh, this Blimpy. Uh, yeah, and it was not my flavor, and I don't. You know, no shade, but you know, it was like yeah, it's fine. A lot. It's of it. it's interesting to me, just you know, to talk about Nashville and like you growing up there, like just the hospitality like industry has exploded mm. in that town. Oh my god! And how I when it was just like you working with stoners and blimpies to like full on career servers, like making so much money in that city now. Yes, and I I was not there for that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so like, I'm so. Hey guys, I I crawled so that you could run. Um, That's you know, I, I, <laughs> it's so true. My family's still there, and I'll go back. And my siblings are both foodies. I would say at this point, like they dine out a lot, and they so they're always like, whenever I go back, they take us to some amazing place, and I'm like, this just did not happen when I was there. You know, like, no, the, no, so. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited um, for them. Great chefs are working there now. Great. Yeah, it's it's a lot of people have fled, you know, uh, New York, Chicago. Hmm. The 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 dream of owning your own restaurant is just too expensive when we know, hmm. you know, that like <laughs> there's like no margins for error. Hmm. And so a lot of people have fled the big city scenes and they're blessing the food culture centers of Nashville. I'm from the Detroit area and there were no good restaurants when I was waiting tables. And now right. you go back and these like cute little Gen Z are like, yeah, we're all going to do hot pot, you know? And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> there was, there, there was literally the Oceana Inn was like, we yeah. think Japanese. It was like a drug front. We don't even know. No one ate at Oceana Inn, but um, I do get so jealous that I'm like, well, this is the kind of waiter or waitress I wanted to be, you know, mm. wearing plain clothes, being casual. And instead, you know, I worked at places where I had to wear like really tight khaki pants and a bistro <laughs> apron and a, yeah. like a fucking tie every day to work like a man. Yeah. Yep. Just bad That's places. It's a, it's, I mean, it's a man's job when you think about it. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so speaking of like, so fleeing like, you know, like from the big city to a smaller city, you did the opposite. I'm assuming like, did you, did you major in theater, Drew? Is that something you aspired to do was to always act? Uh, so I have a minor in theater in college. Nice. It was a small program in Nashville, uh, Lipscomb University. Not known for its theater program, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it allowed me to be like a, you know, big fish, small pond, I guess, type vibe. I got to be in stuff from freshman year on, like, you know, great roles and stuff. So that was great. And then, um, but I started as an accounting major. It was uh, out of high school. I was still with my high school sweetheart and I, her dad was an accountant and I had my mind on like marrying this girl. And I was like, you are such a Southern gentleman. Oh, my God. Oh my I was God. like, I'll be an accountant. We'll have a great house. Just like she has. A <laughs> and then like we broke up and I'm like, I'm going to become an English major and chase my dreams. And so <laughs> yes, uh, English nice. major, theater minor. And that's that is the moment when I said, I'm going for it. You know, and I was thinking nice. more film auteur at the time. I was this is I was like coen brother fanboy you know yes. all this was like indie film was at its height and i was gonna do that and so i 
I was thinking that more than acting. And I didn't act for most of my twenties. I just was writing and trying to do that, made like short films. And then um, I saw a show at the Groundlings in LA after I moved out here where they do sketch and improv comedy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, Melissa McCarthy was in the cast the night I went. Cause this, she was on Gilmore girls at the time, but she was right. not known. She and, was playing Suki, the chef. Uh, Suki. Yeah. Yep. And so she just, just destroyed me. I was oh in tears, God. literally fell. You people say fell out of your seat laughing. I literally <laughs> fell to my knees at one point, just crying, laughing at this woman. Uh, you know, she was 20 feet away from me on the stage, just like destroying this place. And I was, I signed up for an audition the next day. And like, nice. so that's when I got back into acting and did their program and learned improv and sketch. And, and now it's like my little home there. I teach there. And yeah. That is just such like a testament to how good and funny you are to be someone that they trust to teach. Cause the groundlings is it's legendary. So I think that's so fucking rad that you are a uh, groundlings yeah. teacher member, cast member. Andrew and I come from, I, I'm not a, City. I'm not a main company member. I like to make that clear. Cause they do have like, there's the Sunday sure. company and then the main company. And I was in the Sunday company and uh, I don't want anybody to get it twisted there, but yeah, but it isn't. Well, th- we, we both like because we we both did like Second City and Improv, mm. Olymp- uh, Improv Olympic and stuff like that. And people immediately hear like, oh, my God, Second City. So like you were on stage with Keegan Michael Key and it's like, no, I paid for classes. And uh, <laughs> nobody's I- ever asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. though. I would love to take a Second City. I, you know, I have students that have done both and I've always just like I don't have insight into the differences that much. I know you guys do totally. character stuff, too, though, right? It's like. There's a character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not as much as Groundlings. I think Groundlings, in my opinion, is like the most fascinating to me. But like Mm. um, but while you're doing all this stuff, while you're teaching, while you're doing characters, while you're pursuing your like your awesome comedy writing uh, acting dreams, like you're you're serving, right? You're waiting tables like you're bringing in the money that way, which is. And then so what was your first job here in L.A.? Uh, so, yeah, I moved out here with a couple of r- bullet points on the resume and I thought, OK, this is great. I'll just get a job waiting tables. And it was so hard. And uh, I ended up moving. I was I was in Calabasas. And for those of you who don't oh, know, like, yeah, to move wow. here for the, that's a drive. For the business, that's not a great place to be. But my my friend was out here to go to Pepperdine. So we went together. That's why I ended up there. And so I got a job at Starbucks just because I couldn't get anything else. And then in two weeks into that, I got my first server job at Coogie's in Malibu, which is uh, changed names now. I think it's the same owner, but it was a it was like a beach cafe, breakfast, lunch, dinner right by the Malibu Colony, which is a highly exclusive uh, gated community where it's nothing but A-list actors and like studio heads and stuff. And so like that was our clientele. And I, it was crazy. I was there for two years and just every day was just like some notable person coming in that I was just like, I am, I'm serving <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. It's like here's John, John, John Cusack was there like every morning for breakfast, you know, every brunch you're serving like the head of Fox and like. It was crazy. Yeah. And that's such like a to go from, you know, waiting tables in Nashville to then landing your first waiting job. And it's really similar to me. My first waiting job in New York City, I go from just like Greasy Spoon Diner in Chicago to then I just randomly chose a vegan place. Mm -hmm. But the Upper East Side vegan spot was where 
every fucking celebrity ate because they're all super health conscious. Yeah. It's this, you know, where you like go to open the doors. You're like, I guess I'm serving Sir Paul McCartney today. Um, you guys wow. serve, have served nights and I have it. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna whatever. Say, Andrea, what's your big story? <laughs> I don't have never served a night. You well, have at it. night. I but, served it not at night. But <laughs> let me let me put it let me put a bow on it. Andrea got in trouble at Buca de Beppo. Buca Bell, ding, because ding. she served Joan Cusack, and everyone was like, "Well, Andrea's an actress, and she did that on purpose, and she's trying to get a a leg up in the biz." Yeah, <laughs> it was a terrible day. It was it started in like descent into madness at Buca de Beppo. She came in with her family because they were going to see Blue Man Group, which was down the street. So you'd get that like that theater pop yeah. in the beginning oh, where you're like, we got to get in and out of here right now. And like all of us at the <laughs> um, same time. Yes. I and it. so I, it, you know, it was yeah. the beginning of my mm. shift and I was like hanging by the host stand to help seat people. Cause that's what you do when you're a friendly server, you that's know, right. I take her to her table. They say, we don't want to sit there. And I say, okay, let me figure it out. When they come back, they say, we want to sit there. And it was in my section. And I was like, is that okay? And then everybody thought I was some fucking yeah. asshole star fucker. Like, and then I got <laughs> written up for it. It was a big what? thing. Yeah, because everybody, I, I don't know, man. Who knows? Oh, my God. By like an AGM who was not the best Got person. It. Yeah, I see. Uh, Boo. No so, more. anyway, Boo. but I'm still, but, wait, I'm still, you know, I'm still got my sights set on royal, you know, royal, royal. And, and you know what? Customers. I bet Joan has never forgotten that day either. Yeah. Right? <laughs> totally. Um, she's probably right? telling that and, story. But, that is just to me, though, that is like the height of the most L.A. experience I can think of, because you probably hear what is this maybe like early to mid 2000s, too, when you got here? Me, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because it's and we I'm obviously I've only lived here like five years and a lot of our friends who've been here for closer to 15 or 20 are like back in the day. There was nothing there. Like everything was just literally like a food stand or it was Spago or like yeah. something like it was just the food culture was very Beverly Hills or Malibu. And yes. and it had none of these like mid midpoint level restaurants that yeah. I think are now very much the norm here in L.A. Yeah. But Well, yeah. it was also like that was back. And this is what I've been told. Brian told me this. Like you'd have to have a headshot to apply for a job as a server. Oh, yeah. People still people still do that in L.A. People still like. Uh, you guys, I don't know where are you working now or I'm not, I am no longer in this, in the service industry on the restaurant side. I actually work in a different service industry as an esthetician now, but got it. Me, me either. Uh, but recently I have, and it was just like, I would see people submit headshots with a resume here all the time. It's not yeah, like that's, be like, here's my Twitter. Like you put yeah. like your handle on your resume now, which is oh, God. a lot. It's a lot. Oh it's a lot. God. It's a lot. Well, we want to come full circle into where we are all now because of quarantine. But we'll do that after we get to a few headlines and server submitted stories. That sound OK, everybody? Yeah. OK, so first of all, headlines. I, I think we've all heard it. Uh, everything's shutting down again. How we feeling? How we feeling, peeps? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's I not. Mean, I just want everybody to be safe and get through this. I know, yeah. I know. And I, I just, I was at a, a very small cafe that only got to open its doors um, at the very end of July again, just because they were reconfiguring how to even make it work during a pandemic. And I'm so proud because they're killing it. And they're doing the situation here in LA where to walk up to the window to order. Everyone has to be masked. And to pick up your food from the window, you have to be masked. But when you're back at your table, you know, you can 
derobe, derobe your face to yeah. eat the food and drink the drink. And I just couldn't believe it. I'm in hipster LA and I saw this like man bun dude go to pick up his food. And the owner server said to him politely, cause I was staring a hole through him. She's like, Hey, next time you come up here, she's like, I really have to ask that you wear your mask. She's like, you not complying could shut our whole operation down and with no mask on and getting an attitude. And he goes, he goes, oh, really? Me not wearing a mask is going to shut your restaurant down? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, how? How How are you not getting this yet? (laughs) I just, just the idea that... How could someone not have sympathy? The The service industry has mm. been the most fucked with of all of the places of employment during this quarantine. Yeah. To not understand that. Like up, down, you're open this much. Now you're open this much. Now you're back down to just a sliver yeah. open. Figure it out, idiots. The stories I go. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah. I just think that, I, and I think we know this as servers, that the customer is only thinking about themselves on mm. like for the most part and their experience and what they want it's it's a really terrible thing to have this mindset again with just a normal mindset to be like you're here to meet my needs and i'm the only one who is important like it's it's a shitty it's a shitty point of view to have it really is i the stories like i i have um because a lot of my the people that watch my videos particularly on Instagram, it's, it's gotta be in the high, like 80 to 90% are in the service industry or, or have done. So I get so many DMS from servers back. I did a question actually in my stories. I was like, tell me your stories. Cause I'm maybe I'll make a video about the COVID situation. And I was just like thrown against the wall <laughs> right? with these responses. Like people were venting to me and my heart was just like gushing. Like it was just like, the root the 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 way the rudeness was ratcheted up, particularly in some places like not it wasn't L.A. It was more some other places. Mm-hmm. And it was the heat of summer at the time. You know, it was like right. July, oh. August, and you know they're having to go further because like their kitchen's farther away from where they're having to serve people. So they're just running, running, and like, and the people like that point of view you're talking about, Andrea, it was just like. They did not care about any of the extra steps they had to take or anything. They were just more rude, more mm-hmm. short tempered, more impatient. And I was just like, it just blows my you mind. Know, I, I said at the at the beginning when this all happened, and I think we you know all thought about it. Like who, the, whatever version you were of yourself, whoever you were at the beginning, you're an amplified version of that now. So mm-hmm. if you were an asshole to begin with, you're gonna have, be a huge asshole now. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. This was actually, actually, this was a, <laughs> the psychology of this, this was a rabbi, actually, I was listening to speak to someone on NPR who really came up with this theory. He's like, because we're in such unprecedented times and we're all, you know, scared and worried about a pandemic and we don't get to live our lives like normal. He's like, if you were a worry wart, you're going to have more anxiety problems during this time. He's like, if you were a helper before, you were going to become mm. a super helper. But and you know we love to attribute that to all the good people but the minute i heard that i was like apply it to the restaurant industry if you were a picky little motherfucker beforehand now you haven't like we're saying like these people haven't had anyone to punch down on in like two months so they're raring to go 
Yeah, they're that's like, true. let me at the restaurant. Yeah. I've got to belittle some They're used to more of a daily quota of people to punch. Yes. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're yeah. in quarantine. Like, <laughs> and they finally let out. They're like, oh, good. Gimme, <laughs> gimme. Oh, yeah. The fact that like traffic's picking back up in L.A., people can be like scream like into the the abyss of the inside of their car at people even more than they have. Like, um, you know, obviously we we go for like the the jugular a lot when it comes to shitty people. And because we're we're triggered people, obviously. But there's the amazing side that I'm seeing, especially with the new shutdowns and Thanksgiving coming up of like. So many people who will have a non-traditional Thanksgiving that's, you know, like singular or not uh, not grouped who are going to local small restaurants to get dinner for them and really helping to support in ways like that. These mm. are the good things we're seeing. Yeah, oh yeah, there's absolutely. I think just everything I've heard, and this is probably true with the messages you got, there's just no gray area with diners anymore. They're either above and beyond gracious understanding and doing like 40% tips or they're literal nightmares. <laughs> yeah. So there's no room for gray area in a pandemic. But anyways, I just wanted to throw that out to all of our listeners. We're so sorry if you're shutting down again, but we want to keep all y'all safe. You know, it's it's and also, hey, government, send everyone a stimulus. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? A server who didn't have to put yourselves in harm's way because you're getting paid a weekly Mm. fee from the government. Yes, it would. It would be be so nice. That would be nice. Well, that was my little rant. Couldn't couldn't help. But, you know, got. To shout it out. Michigan went down again. Like everyone's, we're clamping down here in California. Well, LA really never fully opened, you know? So we're like, eh, we're, we're, we're just holding steady. But yeah. we're holding steady. Well, let's move into you guys some server submitted stories. Submitted stories. Uh, that's Thanks, free, Drew. guys. I'm just giving you that. <laughs> Thank you. Feel free to use it every episode. Hello, gals. I have been an avid listener for a few months now, and I thought it was time to finally submit a story. And here it is. I started my first ever restaurant job during the summer of my first year of university. I was working on getting my opera performance degree and was looking for gigs in my hometown to get some extra cash for college. There was a small family owned Italian restaurant that was pretty well known in town and seemed like a nice, intimate performance venue. So I asked if they would be interested in having me sing opera on Saturday night nights for tips the owner who was a middle-aged italian man named alfredo of all things (laughs) was all for it and invited me to come in for my first performance performance the next weekend that's when things went horribly awry i'm not sure if there was a case of miscommunication or if he just decided to make my life a living hell but i arrived at the restaurant at 5 p.m wearing a pair of white platforms and a fancy white dress remember i was supposed to be singing the owner immediately told me to start shadowing the head waiter i asked when will i be singing and he said not until you've learned all the server stuff i was extremely confused but as this was my first ever job and i was naive i just went along with it The head waiter proceeded to just throw me into taking orders and fussing tables without showing me where anything was or how to use the register. It was a nightmare, and I ended the six-hour shift having not sung a single note. My dress stained with marinara sauce and heavily blistered feet. As I headed towards the door to leave for the night, the owner pulled me aside and told me I should really, quote, dress more professionally next time, unquote. 
I held my tongue as I really needed the job and headed out to the car to cry for a good 15 minutes. My job description ended up being a, a sort of catch-all position. I love that she, she just, she's still there. She's, she's, I know. And that was 20 years ago. No, here we go. Um, I was to fill any role in the restaurant that needed filling. Whether it be serving, plating, hostessing, busing, or washing dishes, making desserts. And on top of that, I sang an opera aria every hour, culminating in five arias for a five-hour dinner shift. And to make the job even less worth it, I didn't get my own tips. The other waiters were kind enough to share a bit of each of their tips with me, but it wasn't required. They were really nice people. The only good thing that came out of that job was being featured in the local newspaper one time. <laughs> I I don't think we get more of that story, but since then I have learned that not all restaurant jobs make you want to cry every single shift. I have another story about a Yelp reviewer who was so annoyed by my singing that she vowed to never return. But that story is for another day. Thank you, We're ladies, for always for brightening it. my week and making me feel like I'm not alone. I am the only employee at my current spot <laughs> and listening to you guys makes me feel like I have coworkers again. Thank you, Zoe. Oh my gosh. Jesus Christ. That like is this, a good one. This is, <laughs> uh, I, this is like a, a diva like put to the test. This is exactly what it is. <laughs> man. She showed up to sing and I mean you that's a that's amazing. And they're like, just start serving. No try. She was like, oh, okay. I love how she was just like, sure, sure. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, she did it. This is such like a like, excuse me, when are we going to see the basement? You know? And then everyone's like, there's There's no no basement basement in the Alamo. Alamo. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I love this story. And I love that she did continue to go there. And (laughs) yeah. And Alfredo, sure. Sure did a number on her. Yeah. Also, is there a menu item called Alfredo's Alfredo? I'm just wondering. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I got another story here. Hey, Andrea and Brooke. Hope you're all safe and doing good. I've been working front of house for nine years. Got a lot of stories out of it, and I'm happy to have a place to share. Please call me A, as I'll probably pick up shifts at the place this story is about after quarantine is through. (laughs) We got you, A. So he says, I was bartending at a quote-unquote classy club in downtown L.A. This place was a massive 300-plus capacity. Management would often pack in way past that. Loud music, people dancing, total madness from eight until close. I enjoyed the chaos of it all and didn't mind the 400 plus in tips on weekends. Hell yeah. Yeah. One Saturday in the middle of the 11 p.m. rush, a very in-shape woman in a short tight dress walked up to the manager on duty, leans in and tells him something. The manager turns pale and yells to me to cover his well. We're slammed, so for him to leave means something significant is happening. After 10 minutes of me running back and forth between wells, yelling to take orders and shaking cocktails like a madman, the manager comes back with her and tells me the woman was off duty LAPD with a pistol and holster under her dress. She had gone into the bathroom, took it off, left it on the back of the toilet, forgot it, came back and it was gone. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) We told one thing you can't do. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So we told the rest of the staff. 
and work the rest of the service knowing someone in the club had a gun. Yeah. It was definitely one of those moments you question your job choice, but I did give some of the best service I've ever given. Those you know who should question their job choice is that, that <laughs> officer. <laughs> oh, my God. But I love that he says I gave some of the best service I've ever given those three hours that someone in there had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> He's like, you got so- nothing to lose. Like. <laughs> You don't, you don't want to piss anyone free. off. Yeah. No. So he says, I don't know conceal and carry laws, but I don't think the LAPD officer was supposed to have her gun as I had served her and her friends a round of shots. Like, why do you have a gun up your... Anyways, at the end of the night, her and a uniformed cop walked around looking for her missing weapon, but did not find the gun. She didn't seem worried about what had happened. No one was shot. The security was given wands and we lived to sling Long Island's yet another day. Thanks for the podcast. You two oh are great. God. Godspeed and good tips. Eh? Yeah. Well, first of all, I hope her and the other cop had a Polaroid of the gun and they were like, have you seen this gun? <laughs> like, I hope that they were going around wow. doing that. Uh, second of all, eh, I guarantee that's not the only gun that's ever been at that club. <laughs> yeah. That night. Dude, I, I just, I think when you were working at a busy club, it's safe to assume there's a weapon. Somebody's got a boot knife. Ladies have mace in their purses. Mm. You know, I mean, there are situations. What server were we talking to a ways back when someone at the end of the bar tried to mace someone else and missed and like maced (laughs) the whole bar. (laughs) The whole bar. That's a big mess. Like everyone's sitting along the bar. Like she went to shoot someone. Yeah. Walmart's selling the uh, shotgun mace now. It's just like (laughs) explodes out everywhere. I mean, but, but it is like if you I guess if you don't know because it's conceal, if you don't know people have right. a gun, but obviously, you know, if there's a missing gun, it's it is it's a big deal. I'd love to see a, a montage of what happened to that gun that night, like a short film of like mm. all the places the yeah. gun went to. <laughs> oh, well, because it begs a lot of questions. Are these the kind of single patron bathrooms where male and female can go in and out? Because I have a question. What type of lady steals a gun if it was the ladies room? You know, you're like, oh, oh right. shit, it's a drunk chick with a gun mm-hmm. where I find this to be maybe a more male move. Who's like, oh, fuck. Hell yeah. Gun mm-hmm. for me, just in general, I'm the kind of person who would be like, um, I feel very scared when I, I'm. I'm not, my dad was a cop, but I was not raised around firearms. I never see them. Guns Mm. are so terrifying. I'm such a fucking Mm -hmm. coastal elite liberal. I hate guns, (laughs) but I'd be so fucking freaked out if I saw one. The manager should have just been like, well, ma'am, did you check the lost and found at the host stand? (laughs) (laughs) That was my first thought too. She goes, I've I've lost a gun. And the host is like, oh, here it is. Here it is. Right here. Um, or a rat took it. That's my other theory. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. That's the short film you want to see, right? It's right? kind of oh, it's, yeah. rat takes good. It's like ratatouille, um, but yeah, law enforcement, right. law enforcement rat. All right. Well, next story, guys. I'm not even sure where I could possibly begin. I've worked at the same restaurant for seven whole years. It was my first real job, and I was too excited to have a job that I never pondered what I was getting myself into. (laughs) 
I started out in the fall of Hurricane Katrina in Mississippi and our kitchen manor could on the regular be found with black eyes because he was rolling on ecstasy at work, of course. Nice. Once at table complained about their service because their server's track marks were bleeding in front of their daughter. (gasps) Wow. The server was also a former stripper. I hear she's doing much better now, though. (laughs) A 60-something holistic nutritionist with a drinking problem once drove her car into the restaurant. Minimal damage, but hilarious and sad at the same time. My God. She also was a direct salesperson for these kangaroo moon boot things, and she absolutely put them on in the middle of the bar during karaoke nights. Everyone was definitely sleeping together, and many of us can link the conception Mm. of our darling children to this restaurant, myself included. Mm. I'm sure Adderall circulated a plenty, but everyone was definitely stoned. Half of that number had a regular inventory of lore tabs. What's that? I don't know. I'm going to Google it. Do you know, Drew? The lore Lore tabs. tabs. Let me and look ha- it up. Yeah. And half of that number were full-blown oxy-roxy addicts. Good times. Wow. Yeah. Ashley Grace. Let me look up what, what is a lore tab. tab. And it's I'm this so person's ex- first job. Oh. So it's like, they just, is this <gasps> a... They just assume like this is what all restaurants are. I guess. Yeah, yeah. just set set the standard because mm-hmm. this just oh, like when you're an opera singer and get thrown. Yeah, this is what. Okay. Lore tabs basically acetaminophen. It was a painkiller. It's a painkiller. Oh man, this crew. I love that Ashley Grace. Thank you because uh, she came over. I think a week ago through last podcast. And she was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. Uh, This is so true or whatever. I was like, send us a story, bitch. And she did. As always, thank you so much for submitting those amazing server submitted stories. You know the drill. If you want to shoot some our way, happy, sad, good, bad, just shoot them at sideworkpod at gmail.com or just slip them into our DMs. Server submitted stories. Drew, we have you here because you have... uh, the best, the most fun videos that you have been making uh, about restaurant life and mm. the stereotypes that go into that. Thank They're so you. spot on. Like ah. it's because the the best way to describe them and especially Bistro Huddy, you know, which I would love to attend. Be, where'd you come up with Bistro Huddy? It's uh, my my son's name is Hudson. So it's a little. Oh, it's just a little. I'm, I was. Yeah. The first time I used it, I was just thinking like, uh, what is Huddy? Oh, Huddy, Bistro Huddy. Yes. Cute. I love that. Okay. So little insider info right here. If you guys are, if you guys are Drew heads, you know, you you did, you did (laughs) that video. Yeah. You did that video last week um, where you found out the names of the servers at the corporate places, Mm -hmm. which our friend in common is Dana Powell. And last week we had her on and she's like, well, I was an app. That's what inspired it. Really? Because she's like, I was an Apple buddy. Yeah, Apple Buddy tickled me so much. I decided to dig a little deeper. That's what inspired it was Dana. I love Dana. She's the best. Yeah. Um, the Buffaloes for Buffalo Wild Wings is hilarious. So uh, funny. Unofficial. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chili. Yeah, I didn't want Chili people to think that was the corporate policy. But like, you know, so you have probably, I mean, how how long total did you spend in the service industry, would you say? Server for 23 years. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I think you beat us. Like we've got Brian was around 20 and Andrew and I are both like 15 ish. So, Mm -hmm. so we have that amount with your amazing training at the groundlings paired with 
being out of work and stuck yeah. at home during a quarantine. And then kaboom, kaboom. these magical videos start appearing. That's pretty, that's pretty accurate dis- description of how it all happened. Yeah. Yeah. Had you always had this idea to like always kind of do an homage to the service industry with comedy? Uh, I've tried it in different ways. I wrote like, um, I wrote a web series that I never, I just did the pilot and then I never went further with it. Cause I didn't really like where it was going about my, it was like a, a more personal story of a man who is a waiter, but also, uh, on this, like this personal journey, it was a little just too heavy. And then I, um, it's <laughs> I did hard a, to capture that. Might uh, I say it's hard uh, to capture the service industry on yeah, film. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a little too self-indulgent. I just didn't like it. And then I also wrote a pilot called line cooks <clears throat> a couple years ago that I had a table read for and <clears throat> it didn't go anywhere either, but it's, uh, I still have hope for it, but it was more of like, I don't see anybody focusing on the back of the house. And I worked with so many interesting characters back there. And so I wrote, I wrote it from that perspective. It was focused on the line cooks and I still like it. Um, so I tried that. And then when I was at Groundlings, I, we were, you know, tasked with writing sketches constantly. And I had a friend I wrote with a lot who was also a waiter. So we wrote multiple sketches that were successful that were waiter themed. So it's always kind of been a, a part of it. But with this, I was starting to do TikToks is what happened because my, my wife was doing them. And I was like, oh, these are actually there's some fun stuff on here because I was pessimistic about it. Uh, and oh, welcome. Welcome to being. Say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like an old Luddite who's like, I don't. This is for kids. Oh, and me then too. Like, and then when she got on it, I would like I was like, what are you doing? And I'd look over her shoulder and like things were making me laugh or there was like this great epidemiologist breaking down some fact checking about this and that. And then there's like this, all this like amazing stuff on there. And so I was like, well, I'll make some. And they weren't waiter themed and they were just kind of all over the place. And then I did one waiter story about a mom making the waiter wait while she gets the kid to say thank you. So you're just (laughs) trapped there. So I did that one. And it was a hit. It was like my biggest hit on TikTok to that point. And I was like, oh, if, if you guys like these, I've got a lot more waiter stuff I could do. So that's how it happened. It was just like trying, throwing stuff at the wall with TikTok. And that was the one that really went. And I, and so I started just focus. I just said, this will be my niche. Well, and what I think is, is so great, Drew, is that you've like, you have like captured these scenarios and concentrated them with, co- with comedy of insane situations that us as servers have been thrown into hundreds of times Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. So you're hitting these tropes, you're hitting these situations and like you hit, you hit them out of the park, buddy, like home run. Yeah. On all of them. I I have, I've learned all the names of all your characters for the Uh, most part. I love pickles. I love pickles. Pickles Uh. and Nico and Joey in the kitchen are, are the best. Um, I and Ruby, really want, I gotta I, get Ruby in there more. She's my female cook. I only did yes. a couple times, and oh, she's she, the bus washer. I'm sorry, bus washer. Does the dishwasher have a name yet, or is not he yet? Just, I'm I'm taking okay. suggestions. I I'm leaning towards Harold because that was the my first real one I worked with. But oh yeah, he's very different oh, yeah. than that man. But I just like that. I name. love a shout out. I mean, I think as merch, I want an ampersand T-shirt oh. that just says like Joey. And Nico and Pickles and Terry and Nicole. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Nicole's Which are our all favorite. The characters. Nicole, the yeah, the sass, like the over it waitress. I like her a lot. 
I love that you know these people because I've I it's like on accident I've created because it was just like oh I'll make a video oh I need to need to make more content and then I just started kind of focusing it around this uh, one bistro hoodie and people would like a character so I bring them back and then on accident I've created a, a show or a whole a world show yeah where you fleshed out with regulars and front of the house back of the house and yeah shitty hipster yeah. couples <laughs> yeah drunk drunk millennials yeah. um we andrew and i obviously love karen versus karen which is oh. a good one so like i i think the whole point i initially wanted to do a topic episode that like as a server you become a sociologist because yeah. of the way you interact yeah. with people. And I think what's great is when you take a comedy and a writing brain like yours and the fact that 23 years of dealing with people, mm. that's how you have these videos distilled down to the recognizable universal thing that all servers share. And it's mm. so fucking funny. I know I, I'm going to start with a few things like at the top of the feed because I was like, can I can I can I interrupt for one second? Oh, yeah, yeah, I need to give you. credit to my wife, Andrea. Yes. For the, for exactly what you're saying, too. It, it is the experience and all that, but I have a pinch it to go really nutty. And so I'll pitch these <laughs> ideas to her like, what if, because I have this gorilla suit in my garage, gorilla service animal. And she's like, <laughs> no. She's like, relatable, realistic. And so, like, I have to shout her out for keeping nice. me grounded and reining me in. One day I'll create like a separate TikTok channel with all my insane ideas for the, those smaller group of people that would appreciate it. But for what you specifically <laughs> said, uh, Brooke, I just want to mention like she keeps me focused uh, on the. She, I mean, that's your Patreon bonus content people will pay for. It's just <laughs> yeah. recreating the videos in a gorilla suit. <laughs> <laughs> These scenarios, which, and I've seen, and you're not, you know, and I'll give credit where credit's due as well. Like you just happen to be one of our favorites and one of our best, but it has been so joyful to watch sort of like servers have a moment because yeah. of social media where I've just seen servers do the funniest shit online. Same. Yeah. They're, it's so good. Did you see the girls um, uh, that were doing the hostesses? And they're having this like really raunchy conversation. And then it's really <laughs> funny. If I find it, I'll send it to you guys. But it was like they're they're at the host stand and one of them's talking basically about getting fisted or something. And then she <laughs> they both whenever you know, they they play like a customer walks up. Hmm, yeah, okay. Actually, we're not taking reservations right now, but you can have a seat at the bar. Great, thanks. And anyway, he, you know, and then they go back to it. It's so, it's so perfect. <laughs> Just as an example. We are well, I think it's like, and it's also a shout out and it also like to our listeners, like if you've got time on your hands right now as well, because your restaurant has gone down again, like use your knowledge of information about how weird people are, mm. whether it's your coworkers or customers and do something fun with it. Like you've mm. got just such a treasure trove of funny shit to work with, but you took such a scenario the one where basically the couple who's like, yes, we want this wrapped up to go. Oh, we mm. would hate to waste it, blah, blah, blah. You go, you get the nice, beautiful piece of cardboard. And what does everyone do? They walk away right. and they leave their fucking yep. leftovers. Yeah. What so is that? Times. It's just, but they're thinking about, they're, they're like me. If I don't bring something with me, I don't usually take it away. Like I would lose, 
uh, like if someone gave me something at a party or something, I would leave it. And again, this was another one that my wife really helped with because I had a very different direction. I was going with that one. I was going to do something different with the, the to go thing. And uh, she she gave me that uh, she corrected that idea to what you guys ended up seeing. So I just want to make sure that's. She gets credit for that one too. Oh, you're, oh yeah, you're a good sure. hubby. You're a good hubby, and yeah, but it's just you're like, is there a term for that disorder where people <laughs> go out of their way to? And I do it, and as a as a server, that was my pet. ADD? fucking peeve to be like I took those extra steps I wrapped this up all nice for you and you just fucking I got leave you it. an extra side of like yeah. sauce to put oh, in there because that's what you ooh, asked me yeah, for yeah that one especially if you have to ask for the sauce mm-hmm. yeah you, know, you put your mm-hmm. little, you use some of your 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 cred at the line oh yeah oh yeah or I'd get you know little I'd be like you know what I'm gonna do a really nice wrap up so that like the sauce doesn't drift over and really get the main <laughs> yeah. course soggy yeah. so yeah. they can really enjoy this yeah. and and the food holds its integrity uh, tomorrow when uh, they get back in there and then they just leave it and it that pisses me off made me think of the the video you have where there's a server in therapy uh-huh. and then he like has a breakthrough and he goes to years after he goes and knocks on the door of an old customer that he finds and is like hey um i forgot to you asked me for a side of ranch and i forgot to bring you the side of ranch so like i brought you a yeah, side of ranch like years later i have a whole series i'm glad you love that one andrea because i have all these ideas i want to do about that like um where it comes back to haunt you that you forgot someone's ranch. I want to do the uh, uh, the dad's. So the the woman's like I want is getting her dad to meet her potential uh, husband, right? So yep. this is the man I love, Dad. I want you to meet him, and the guy comes in, and the dad instantly is like, "Motherfucker, you're that yeah, server." Yeah, yeah, it was the <laughs> server that forgot my ranch, and so there's no way you're marrying my daughter. Yeah, I want to do like all these like. But I've been secretly hoping like Hidden Valley will sponsor them. Oh yeah, <laughs> right for sure. I'm like if you and Eric Andre or Ken Steakhouse Ranch. You know, give me. <laughs> just, oh, oh, Ken Steakhouse would be the way to go for yeah. sure. <laughs> oh my See, god, that's and so I, great. And Andrea, my my comedy brain and maybe a little bit of our shared comedy brain went the other way, mm. where we see a video of how someone's life you know, the customer's life just plays out terribly. It's like one of those, you know, butterfly effects where you yeah. don't yeah. get yeah. them that extra lemon and yeah. then just like, then they get in a car accident because right. they were looking for that. They were like, wait, I didn't get the bubble, you know. Yeah, they didn't drink like, their water because they didn't have lemon and they don't like it without. So then they're dehydrated and then yep. that affects their ability to focus on the road. Exactly. And then, and then right. Yeah. And then they actually, they they hit a pedestrian and then yeah. they're, 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 Charged yeah. with vehicular manslaughter, and right. it's just this. Families whole are thing. ripped apart, and it's like yes. it's all from Brooke, who didn't put a lemon in the water. Yep, <laughs> which is yeah, really I mean, Andrea's fault because she didn't put slits in the lemons the night before. Right, it, the it, it was my job to cut fruit, and I didn't cut fruit, <laughs> and then like we didn't, and I needed to cut it in the middle of my shift, and then like I left the bar knife out, and then someone got stabbed with it. Like it's all these yeah. things that happen. It is really fun to get your brain moving this way to like just to start like milking yourself of all these hilarious scenarios. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so what is like, basically do you kind of go down a list of all just sort of um, 
just the quirks and the recognizable because that's a lot of what's behind our podcast is the fact that as servers we share a universal language and we have a universal experience yeah um and so do you kind of start where you're like let me just brainstorm real quick and see if there's something there yeah uh brainstorm or ideas come to you know if you're like me it's Mm -hmm. like when you're walking or when you're in the shower or something or wherever i am i immediately take my phone if i can if i have it near me and I just jot it. I have a notes, you know, my notes, I have a, an idea thing going and I just add it to the notes or, um, or I'll get ideas sent to me. People DM me and like, maybe yes. this one will work and they'll DM me. And like some of them I love, some of them are great ideas, but they're not like a full video idea. I'll be like, that's funny, which is way too specific to some situation that happened to you or whatever. But sometimes they'll hit and I'm like, oh yes. And then those I credit the person I like put you know, inspired by and I'll, so if you guys have any ideas and you're not the type that wants to create your own, which I also encourage, you can always DM me uh, on Instagram and, and it might end up being a a video or, or comments, the comments too, like on TikTok and Instagram, just like, for instance, this, the one you talked about where people leave the to-go box, it's all from the point of view of the server, right? The server is just heartbroken and people, there was so many comments that were like, from either people that weren't servers, they were like, oh, you should see how we feel when we get home and realize we oh, forgot yeah, you it. Realize you and forgot all the, it. Or driving home or like, you know, I still think about this half of a pizza I left at this Chicago <laughs> pizza place like seven years ago. And like, so like that makes me go, that's another video. Or like, oh, yes. I wish I'd cut to the couple in the car going, ah. You know, so like I get two parters, baby. The there comment you go, section, you know? the comment section gives me a lot of inspiration too, because I'm just like, they will let you know if you've missed a spot or if it's like there's another part to this that you could do. So there's ideas everywhere. I think it's so great that you're, I mean, the, the, and this one idea that you have, again, it's just like, you know, you planted a seed and it's taking root and like so many people are mm. able to experience it and mm. share it and comment on it, which thus just inspires you more to create more content. Um, I'm just going to say it, uh, wobbly oh. tables. I'm just going to put that in your, as wobbly a suggestion. Wobbly tables. That's a good and, one. Andrea. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Could, you're just down there in the in the middle of your shift, like on your all fours. Do you have to use a like coaster? A, do you have to use sugar right, packets? Yeah. Do you do you actually have the the actual things? Our, res- that will, our restaurant shivs, had wedges. Wedges, yeah, we shivs, have shivs. wedges. Those are the best, obviously. And if you don't, you have to like use a beverage napkin folded up once, twice, three times. What's gonna do it? Or like a I, the sugar packets I pref- are the worst. There, those don't really work. Um, I think uh, when you can get a cardboard coaster, go to the bar and mm. I'll, I'll snap one in half and then maybe one more time so you can keep building height. Yeah. And I've become a ninja where I know exactly the leg that's the problem. It, yeah. And people always think you put it under the one that's off the ground. And it's like, no, you dummies. Yeah. You have to get that one Take on the ground. Class, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you want your but- entree sliding into your lap, moron. <laughs> Let the pro work. But, Let the chef cook. I know. But it is such this moment where I am so oddly proud of this skill because I'm like, I need to figure this out ASAP because this is so 
fucking degrading that I yeah. am groveling beneath. Literally, now I'm beneath the table, yeah. like in between their legs, out, like which uh, is kind of a no man's land under a table. You don't know what could be lurking under there. Or are there old fries? Yeah, what's shoved into the corner? You'll see in the edge yeah. of the booth. Like it's uh, like you went to fucking Narnia to yes, balance a table. Did. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Man, the, that's a great is, idea, Andrea. I'm gonna have to do that one. <laughs> Yeah, courtesy of Sidework Podcast, Andrea Wallace. Yeah, and I, th- I think the thing is, like, you know, you want to be like SEAL Team Six. You want in and out of there. You just want to get it right the first time too. Oh, like yeah. you know, and then you'll you'll balance it, and then they like move the table, and they're like, "Hi, yep. can you come yeah. back over again?" And, like you get one. And the you way they one. show you is always so dramatic. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and they're like grabbing it with their hands and like banging it around. Excuse me. I'm like, I get okay. Knock, I get knocking over drinks. Oh my God. It's so good. We worked at a place together, Brooke and I, that had like uh, stone floors that were all uneven. Same. So every single table oh, yeah. was wobbly. And if it goes a half an inch the other way, it's going to wobble again, even though the table is completely level. It's the floor. Yeah. And then you you fix that, and then then it'd be like, oh, now my chair is wobbly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can I get a new chair? No, we just need to move it a centimeter, and now it's fine. Oh my god! I mean, that if you guys have ideas, like Drew said, send them his way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, and well, you know, what we said before about servers having a moment. Um, us doing this podcast, you creating these awesome videos, like it's just really nice to be in on the joke all together to just be in the club of like and in the know of what it's like to be in the service industry it feels and good have to, all these to shared know, yeah. experiences. You don't feel as alone, you know, and that's like, that's pretty much what all I'm not going to say <laughs> art. I'm going to say like entertainment or whatever is, is like, it makes us feel less alone when we some, see something that we, that's that others have gone, that proves others have gone through what you're going through. Right. So that's really what it's all about. It's just like bringing us Together. Absolutely, bringing us closer together. Um, mm. And even if you're not in the service industry and seeing what people go through, like you said, but I mean, we could keep talking about your videos, but really, like, we'll share them. We'll share yeah, your videos. Yeah. We'll share your site. Everybody should seriously go uh, binge all the videos. I certainly have. <laughs> I want to give everyone homework on social media to get over if they're not familiar, which the thing is, I think I see a lot of our fans already follow you. So I think they're going to be very excited. Uh, well, guys, once again, check out Drew Talbert. Uh, he's fantastic. We're so happy that you joined us here on Sidework Podcast. And we'll wrap up the show with uh, what we say every week at the end. Everyone, Godspeed. And good tips. And good health. Keep up the good uh, fight, everybody. Yeah, you guys. Everybody stay safe out there. See you next week.